Chapter 20 Three, two, I kill thrust and punch the air brakes. The Skritnaw ship shook. It bucked. It rattled. It vibrated. It bounced wildly just fifty feet off the grass. I was thrown off balance. I sprawled across the deck. But Arbron's rows of taxon legs absorbed the punishment. He never wavered. He kept his taxon claws on the targeting controls. Our speed dropped from nearly three and a half thousand miles per hour down to half that, in mere seconds. Too fast for the bugfighters to react. What happened next would make Arbron a hero. Our speed dropped off. The bugfighters rocketed forward and blew past, doing 1,500 mph faster than us. Arbron fired. 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 Three shots at three targets doing a relative speed of 1,500 mph. Three shots in atmosphere. Three shots from a vibrating, bucking wreck of a Skritnaw ship. I dragged myself up and stared in disbelief out the forward window. Three spinning meteorites, three balls of flame, slammed into the ground. They dug craters in the taxon dirt and extinguished themselves. Nice shooting, I said. Seriously nice shooting. Thanks. It turns out taxon senses and reflexes are good at this kind of thing. I guess that's why the Yerks use taxon controllers to fly their bugfighters. It's nice to know there's something useful about this disgusting body. We're going to find a way to get you out of that taxon morph, I said. I tried to sound like I meant it. What else could I say? Till that moment... I'd been too busy trying to stay alive to really think about what had happened to Arbron. Maybe we'd never exactly been best friends, but it was still horrible to look at his foul taxon body and think that this was how he would remain. To look into those emotionless red jelly eyes and realize that he was in there, looking back at me. And I knew what he was feeling now that the battle was done. The terror. The despair. The awful taxon hunger. I turned the Skritna ship around and headed back toward the rushing line of daylight. What are you doing? Arbron demanded. I need a place to land and conceal the ship, I said. I need daylight. And I need to be closer to the spaceport. We can't just leave the others behind. Others? You mean Alaran? And the humans, I said. They are our responsibility. We are not going back to the spaceport. Arbron said. The Yerks are back there. And Taxons. They'll catch us. Do you know what they'll do if they catch me? They'll eat me alive, Elfingor. Arbron, you have to hold on. You have to try and hold on. We were racing back across the dark mountains, back toward the retreating line of daylight. Hold on. Hold on. Are you insane? If we go back there, they'll eat me. Turn the ship back. I'm going to use the time matrix. I'm going back in time. I'm going back to my life. You can't light up that time matrix. The power signature will be visible to every ship in orbit, every satellite, every... I don't care! I don't care if I die! Just let this hunger stop! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! You fool! Don't you know I could eat you right now? I turned my main eyes toward Arbron. I knew that inside there was a scared Andalite Aerith, but what I actually saw was the Nightmare Worm.
What I saw was the sloppy red eyes, the round, gasping, eternally hungry mouth. For a moment that seemed to stretch and stretch, we stared at each other. I don't know what was going through Arbron's mind right then. I don't know what conclusions he'd reached. I only know what he did. He screamed in his slithering, high-pitched, taxon voice. He reared back, practically laying the upper third of his body horizontal. And then he slammed down on me. Slammed his upper body down, red mouth wide. I could have killed him. He knew that, of course. He knew that no taxon could hope to outfight an Andalite. But I could not kill him. Not even if that's what he wanted. I dodged to my right. He slammed hard into the instrument panel. Sparks erupted. He swept his upper body toward me, hoping to slam me against the bulkhead and stun me. I leaped inside his reach and struck. Slash! Two of his needle legs went rolling across the floor. Slash! And two more legs were gone. Arbron sagged. The front part of his body could no longer be held up. He lay, fully prone, a huge, helpless worm. Just kill me! He screamed. But I was busy. The control panel had been half-wrecked. The ship was bucking and yawing. It was unstable. I reduced power. We had shot across the line into twilight. But I couldn't see the deep shadows between the mountain peaks. You can't leave me like this! Arbon cried. I'm going to get you help! I yelled. But I have to land this ship! Helfingor! You know what happens to wounded taxons! You know! I'll protect you! I cried desperately as the ship bucked and shook harder and harder. The two cocooned Skrit seemed about to break loose from their moorings. The active Skrit had gone to the cargo hold. Maybe, even as unintelligent as the Skrit are, he knew better than to be anywhere near a hungry taxon. You can't protect me! Fool! Nothing can stop them! Nothing can stop the hunger! I couldn't stop it! Alaran couldn't stop it! Don't you understand? I ate, Elfingor. I ate that wounded taxon. I couldn't help myself. Shut up, I screamed. Shut up. I didn't want to hear anymore. I couldn't. I had to focus. I had to land the ship or we'd both die. I had to shut Arbron up. I swept my stalk eyes around the bridge. Where would the Skritna keep weapons? There, a green panel marked with Skritna script. I stretched my left arm to reach the panel, popped it open. Yes, a handheld Dracon beam, old and dusty and probably badly maintained, like most Skritna things. I found the power setting. I set it at the lowest intensity. What are you doing? Arbron yelled. I have to land this ship, Arbron. Keep quiet or I'll stun you. If you fire that thing, you'll kill me, Arbron said. You have the settings backward. That's originally a Yurk weapon. Setting one is the highest setting, not the lowest. Suddenly, I knew what Arbron would do. He couldn't rise up, but he could still scuttle forward. He came straight for me, rushing and slithering, as if he were aiming his round red mouth at me. He was trying to force me to shoot him. To shoot him with the Dracon beam set on maximum. But I was too fast for him. I twisted the dial to ten. I fired. And just as my finger was tightening on the trigger, I realized Arbron had outsmarted me. He'd lied, and I'd fallen for it. Arbron had always been a better student than me. He was a qualified exodetologist. He knew alien systems far better than me. 
I tried to stop, but my finger squeezed. The Dracon beam fired. On maximum power. But by chance, or maybe by some desperate, too-late twitch of my finger, the beam missed Arbron by a millimeter. Instead, it blew a two-foot hole through the hull of the ship. After that, everything was noise and spinning and pain and confusion.